0: You're on.
1: Welcome. What's up, y'all? What's up? How's it going? Y'all all right? So here we are. We're here for. Gab
0: and Jam. Gab and Jam. And this is. Rockstar Billboard, or why musical artists need to be concerned with branding. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know branding is one of those hot words um, now, and people are almost sick of hearing it. Yeah. But I guess after going to Gear Fest, which you can check out the other videos. Um, I didn't hear enough about artists being concerned with their own branding. I heard it in passing once or twice, but as far as I'm concerned, it, it's a lot deeper than that. Well, and, and I think
1: where people um, where people get lost with branding is that I think they look at it, especially a person that's an artist, they look at branding as being something that's gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they feel like it's, it's something about being a gimmick and not being a true artist and so you don't feel like if I'm doing this branding thing I'm not really concentrating on my art and in, in part you know for me this is coming from my own personal experience I felt the same way mm-hmm. about branding that there there was some kind of trickery that was going on with that and you know you want your music to speak for itself mm-hmm. and, and, and it just never happens mm-hmm. you know it, it really doesn't it's like I'm sitting here and I'm playing a Fender bass And you know it from the headstock, you know it from the way that Fender is written, uh, you know it from the way that the body is. You know that this is a Fender jazz bass, you know, just based on the, the pickups and everything else. And other bass manufacturers who have come out and replicated that, you have a certain expectation, even though the Fender name isn't on it you actually expect the Fender sound mm-hmm. kind of based on that. And, and really that's branding, mm-hmm. that, that is all branding. Same thing with the Gibson Les Paul, it's all branding. Things that we know and trust, we trust it because there was a brand. Mm-hmm. And once what happens with a brand is once you establish something of quality, a certain expectation of, of what you're going to give your consumers, Uh, it becomes something that's very, very powerful. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's something
1: and it it passes from generation Mm -hmm. to generation. And so why am I saying that about, you know, artistry? Because it's the same thing as far as what do you expect people who consume your music or whatever type of art that you're doing Mm -hmm. what do you expect them to get Mm -hmm. um, when they listen to your music? Mm -hmm. You know, because music isn't is not listened to in a vacuum no. that's why uh when you hear certain songs they take take you to a certain place certain mm-hmm. time in history um we, we're used to certain credence clear clearwater revival mm-hmm. we're used to them being associated with that vietnam era mm-hmm. you know and and and, and it's that's as a part of their sound and mm-hmm. who they are and their
0: lyrics mm-hmm. right and, mm-hmm. and
1: and and all of that is what makes up their brand mm-hmm. and who they are.
0: So if they were to start doing EDM tomorrow, you'd be a little confused. You, you
1: would be. And if they came out dressing like EDM artists, you would be confused about what they're doing. Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. He has that folksy Americana mm-hmm. rock type of thing, vibe that he has and that's part of his brand. Mm-hmm. The, the hair bands of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we, we like to, you know, we, we probably laugh at it now, but nobody was laughing then when mm-hmm. Motley Crue and all the rest of those bands were running to the bank. I mean, but that was all part of their brand. Mm-hmm. That, that was all part of branding. So so that's, it, it's, it's a good thing for you to know even for your art that in order for you for you to make sure that people are going to get from your art truly what you intend for them to get that you take care of that branding component.
0: And you don't leave it up I guess again, I'm, I'm back to the I guess where we're at with the music business and we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, as we go along um, is that you need to take control of it. Don't let we've seen um, artists, even people that we've known right. who get signed to a record uh, label And and the record label tries to make them, change them into what they think people want to see from them instead of letting the artist kind of develop their own, you know, whatever. If, if, like, we saw um, early Sia, early Jonathan Brooke. And if you look at their uh, records, they're trying to be the next Madonna. And that is not in keeping with who they actually seem like they are. Right. And now, you know, they seem like they're a little bit more free to be, the people that their music actually communicates. Right. And so right. I think it's important that an artist not only ha- ha, you know understands their own brand and communicates that, but kind of stands firm. Yeah. And people keep talking about authentic. Authentic is just being yourself and standing, having something to stand for. Yeah,
1: it really is. And the thing that's different now is that I, I don't know if record companies do that anymore. So meaning that I don't know if record companies spend time Developing you, helping you to develop your brand like they used to do, eons ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that a lot of times, if a record company is going to get affiliated with you, all that stuff is going to be done. Mm-hmm. You're going to have an established brand. You're going to have an established um, audience. Mm-hmm. And so what they're going to do is they're just going to tap into you know your success. Mm-hmm. You know with a three. Uh, with a 360 360 deal deal. (laughs) that's going to take a piece of everything that you make Um, but but again kind of going back to that whole branding component is that what's easy to do is to take somebody else's brand and emulate it Mm -hmm. and, and try to you know Bank off of their success. It's just like if I'm building bases, it'll be a lot easier for me to just build a Fender-style base Mm -hmm. that's kind of got that sound to it. Because um, you know, there people are gonna say, "Hey, okay, that's the type of base I want." But the the problem becomes is that there is this glut in the market. There Mm -hmm. are tons of people, including Fender, that are making these bases. Mm -hmm. So why should they buy it from you? And it becomes harder for you to distinguish yourself. Whereas if you think about what's unique to you Mm -hmm. and you bake that into your brand Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden um, how well you do it is not going to be as much of an issue because Mm -hmm. you're the only one that does it. So to the extent that people like it, they're going to like it because it comes from you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're going to be able to grow within that style because Mm -hmm. that style is what is innately you.
0: And then you set the benchmark. You do do. the the Jack White and the White Stripes where that becomes the benchmark. It does. I mean,
1: I I remember Sting saying that. Is that, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who sing better than he does, who, you know... um, who are a lot more skilled singers and things like that, but no one had his voice. Mm -hmm. And that was true. Uh, Whether it's during the police years or Sting now, that Sting voice Mm -hmm. is what became part of their mark. Mm -hmm. That was as much a part of their mark as the three guys with the blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are all the types of things that help. It's like, even with early Prince. Prince, I think probably for the first three albums, Sung in falsetto yep. exclusively. Mm-hmm. You didn't even quite understand what his real voice sounded like. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until I think, like, Jack, you off on the controversy album. Mm-hmm. Boy, am I showing you guys that I'm a deep person? <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. Yeah. I, I've analyzed it to that. Instead. That's right. That's telling you something, right? That you actually heard his real voice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with the you know 1999, you actually heard the real voice. But early on, that's the way we identify Prince, and, and that was part, part of it.
0: Part of his brand too was you had not heard his voice at all, right? Because he didn't do interviews, and yeah. you know, you never heard. It. it wasn't like it is today, where you can just you know Google it and right. find you know fifteen interviews. Yeah. He did not do interviews, and so you did not hear his voice,
1: right? So the the mystery of Prince mm-hmm. was, you know, such a big part of what his brand was, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think he almost really just deepened it more. Uh, when Purple Rain came out, because mm-hmm. even though you did hear his voice, you still really didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. You know, you got this illusion that, you know, his parents were black and white. and mm-hmm. that, that wasn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I think Purple Rain just gave you more questions than answers. Right. And probably just deepened the interest in wanting to know more about this artist, mm-hmm. this elusive artist. But the thing that we always knew about Prince from day one, from the first mm-hmm. album... We knew that this was a guy who can do rock, mm-hmm. we knew he can do funk, mm-hmm. we knew he can do dance, we mm-hmm. knew he could do all this because he had that stuff on his album from the from the first four-year mm-hmm. record. He had a diverse jazz, record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he had that. Yep. So so that was all part of his marketing and his mm-hmm. branding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the inception. And and I think that's the thing you have to be as an artist, is that your brand needs to reflect mm-hmm. what's you being true to you. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then it's going to be very hard for you to sell it and mm-hmm. to stay true to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't want to reach the pinnacle of success. I still keep saying that is that people who we think are successful and then they feel tortured, I think it's because just like somebody working at McDonald's who doesn't like their job, they realize they don't like doing what it is that they finally are uh, making money doing Right. because they're not being true to who they are.
1: Right. You don't want to create a brand and feel like you're trapped by the brand.
0: Right. You know,
1: um, you want to create a brand that, again, like I'm saying, it, it truly reflects you so that your growth within the brand is something that's expected And it's a natural evolution of what you do. Yeah, you know, I you don't wanna be like McDonald's and then all of a sudden you're doing car insurance. Right. Yeah, we don't expect that. But you know, we may be able to accept McDonald's doing pizza. We might, or, or any other kind of food-related type mm-hmm. products, mm-hmm. we may be able to do that. Or even like getting into kids' toys, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That These are certain cool. things that we can kind of expect from McDonald's based on the way that they've built their brand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just a quick thing on
0: branding. Okay, cool. And then I think it's important, again, even if you're being, um, even if you say, I don't want a major label deal, good because whatever brand you establish is what you're going to put forth. Right. You're going to be responsible. You're going to be the keeper of your brand, which means you're going to establish colors and fonts and whatever it is that you do and there's no mistake and there's no yeah. uh, accident that we're wearing our blue and prjibi shirts, yes. but again everything you do needs to reflect um, who you are, and 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 that's what you're going to promote, and that's going to be a secret to your success, your right. secret sauce.
1: And understand too that, that there's a, there's a whole area of intellectual property law that's dedicated to protecting brands, mm-hmm. and that is trademark law. Mm-hmm. Trademark law is all about this. Not copyright. Trademark is about you protecting your brand and you protecting what in the legal a world they call the goodwill that's created <laughs> a, a law coming with out your in brand. You. So, so that's you know that's again it's it's letting you know how important mm-hmm. this aspect is you know when you think about intellectual property you think about patent you think about trademark and then you also have copyright so trademark that's the branding that's the branding mm-hmm. component that we're talking about so very very important.
0: Okay um and if you want to know more about our brand make sure you check out the what it means to be a projimpy video also, if you want to know more about what happened at GearFest, make sure you check out those videos. Yep. And as always, love, peace, and...
1: Chicken grease.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> got <down. one. laughs>
1: I got I got that. And
0: if you dig the vibe... Hey, you got to
1: subscribe.
0: <laughs>